Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book One, Into the Void. And we're back in the void. Hello. Woohoo! <laughs> Sigh in relief. Every, every time we come back, every time we start that, I for some reason, when we lead into the recording, we do like a countdown to make sure all our audios are synced. And for some reason, when the countdown ends, between then and when Jules speaks for the first time, I hold my breath. Like, I can't. <laughs> I don't know why. why. <laughs> Jules just drags out that pause and I just hold my breath the whole time, every episode. So if you hear me inhaling deeply at the beginning of an episode, it's because I just got done holding my breath. I'm going to try to kill you all with this pause. <laughs> then I get nervous because I don't know. I didn't think of what to say. I just had been focusing on holding my breath. So you were like, man, we're back. And I'm like, blue, blue. You never had to say anything. <laughs> Noises, right. noises, noises. <laughs> Don't put that pressure on yourself. They're all here to listen to me. Let's yeah, be honest. That's, that's it's true. true. It's true. <laughs> I'm my actual favorite. <laughs> as, you sh- as you should be. Let that be a lesson to everyone. You should always be your own number one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yep. That's the new slogan for the podcast. The pot has been cast. You should always be your own natural one. <laughs> The Void. The Void. <laughs> Chapter one, book one. <laughs> Season one. A prologue. <laughs> oh, we're going to have oh, a weird one today. This is a giggly one. This is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> Who is uh, playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps. Uh, I use they. <laughs> you can laugh. It's totally fine. I, uh, every time I do this introduction, I like to throw in a little peace sign. This is just for my friends. Um, hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps. Uh, I use they, she pronouns, and I will be playing Hart, who uses they, them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Rain Hall Winter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your void master. And I use they, them pronouns. All right. Last uh, time was a jam-packed session. There was a lot of explosions. There was a lot of danger and and death and robotic Mm -hmm. dogs that uh, are perfectly fine and unharmed. Uh, But let's get into the minutia of what happened last time. Madam, it is I, your trusty companion Tanya, with a report on what happened last time on the pod has been cast. Madam Hall Winter found herself stalling after her disguise dropped, and she was completely surrounded by Festus and his scrapyard goons. Xandar and Hart quickly dispatched Dr. Patch and rescued our new friend, Brush. After rifling through the doctor's belongings, they returned to the scrapyard to assist Madam Hallwinter. Combat ensued, and our party made quick work of Festus and his grunts. Our gnomish tour guide, who was hell-bent on vengeance for his dead brother Festus, unveiled a deadly mech suit and charged. The party barely escaped on Madame Hallwinter's motorcycle and left the mechanome in the motorcycle's dust. After our narrow escape, we decided to find our captain. End of report. Okay, so you are in the castle district. Um, there are are lots of like kind of like large corporate looking buildings all around, but they all have sort of this medieval castle kind of vibe to them, like with these uh, stone uh, parapets and um, there are the there are like these large gothic looking windows. Um, you notice here that there are a lot of guards uh, kind of walking around. There are these dwarves in exosuits walking around holding weapons. Um, there seems to be like a lot of guards in this area, um, along with like People like looking like more like business types with like briefcases and they're on the cell phone talking about stocks and you can tell that they're talking about stocks and they're they're mm-hmm. pointing and gesticulating with their hands a lot. Um, but you all are in front of the Zodiac Temple. Uh, like we said before, it's like sort of decorated with these different constellations that are lighting up. Um, there's a courtyard leading up to these like large doors that go into the inner sanctum of this temple. And um, you and your whole crew are right out in front. What do you do? I like to imagine because of our hasty exit from the last situation that we're pulling up on the motorcycle with 
Rain driving, heart in one of the sidecars, and then I my arms are wrapped around Rain's waist, and then Shale is behind me, wrapped around my waist. So it's like three <laughs> yeah. people together on the yeah, thing, and, and one of the sidecars is being unused. No, the other sidecar has Tanya and Oh, and Brush. That's right. Oh, Brush is in the other. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tanya wow, is, Tanya is sitting. Dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> really Tanya is sitting in quickly. Tanya is sitting in Brush's uh, lap in the other sidecar. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we are weighing this bike down. I know it's like a yeah. spectral bike, but like it's still like. <laughs> You're definitely like pushing the max limits of this spell um, that I still probably should look up to see the actual <laughs> capabilities and restrictions of, but I have not. Um, so yeah, you're all squeezed in there. There's zero room for Jesus. Um, speaking of Jesus, what are your sort of religions? If you have one, I know um, Hart is sort of still exploring that, but Xandar and Rain, <laughs> do either of you follow the Zodiac Church? Um, for Xandar, at least, I don't think so. And it's kind of weird for Gith because... Like, they come from the astral plane, or they spend a lot of time, like, their castles and everything are, are in the astral plane. So I think because of the nature of the astral plane and, like, husks of dead gods floating around and everything, like, to Gith, gods are like, that ain't shit. A god mm. is nothing but a dead husk flying by my house. Like, <laughs> so God I think ain't nothing but a dead husk flying, dead by, husk my house. flying by my house. That's yeah. got to be a t-shirt that we make for the show. Yeah. So that's got to be part of the Put merch pack. Merch. So, yeah. God ain't nothing but a dead husk. Gith don't give a shit about religion, I think. Good, like, they good, acknowledge good. that it exists. It's a thing. They see gods. They know that they're real. But they're like, mm-hmm. oh, these gods, they're weak. Fair enough. Yeah, and I think for Rain, I think when Rain was living in Fay Crossing, her uh, family was more on the wealthy side. So they sent her to, like, a Zodiac private school where they had, like, a specific, like, religion class. And I think, like, the whole... um the institution and the process of like trying to ram religion down our throats was enough to make rain just absolutely fucking hate it now. Mm. Like at this point she's like, ugh. when we roll up to the, to the, uh, church. And I like, I think, I think as we pull up, I'm like purposefully like revving the engine extra loud and like <laughs> spraying dirt around on like the, the little nuns nearby. If there are any, just like being a real shit. Yeah. I, like extra shit, you know, I'm giving a little extra shit today. Was Were the Zodiac you- church for rain more like, um, like, almost Catholic adjacent, like CCD learning environment? Or was it like Mm -hmm. more evangelical, like youth group, play dodgeball, do Bible study? It was more CCD because it was still a, like a city uh, school. So like the, the, even though it was one of the higher end schools in Fay Crossing, the funding like for the actual students was like pretty minimal it was just like whatever the parents were paying so like it's like the facility was really pretty and like uh and like uh you know they had they had resources for you know teaching that religion but like the the teachers didn't give a shit you know they they weren't getting paid to deal with people like rain so <laughs> paid enough to deal with people like rain and so right, it's right, just right, like, right, right. it was a bad mix of everything and you know what i i get stressed out talking about it yeah. you you weren't you weren't playing sardines in the church at a no. pocket no, no that's yeah. fair that's fair were it's you last question reference. rain were you baptized in the zodiac church Maybe. (laughs) Yes. So the aunt Carlos will say yes. Okay. That she was baptized. All right. So you were probably affiliated with a certain sign. Yes. And but Rain won't admit it. Rain is like, like I wasn't even, I wasn't even like allowed to have a choice. They did it when I was a baby, and you know she's really stressed about that. So like that they kind of like tagged her without her permission, basically. Okay, cool. All right, that works. Well, yeah, you're standing in front of this building that um, none of you um, <laughs> have a personal connection to. <laughs> and uh, tell me how you present. <laughs> um, Hart is going to get out of the is going to get out of the sidecar and um, try to avoid the mud that rain is like kicking up with the <laughs> with the really spiritual wheels of this bike. <laughs> um, uh, and I think would like would like get out of the sidecar and like step towards the front of the bike so that, so that they can talk to, um, rain and, and Xandar mostly, um, and say, um, thank you. 
I believe I need to speak with someone inside. You don't have to come with me if you don't want to, if we would like to establish a place of connection later. Mm, I, I cross my arms and I, I look around, I kick the dirt a little bit, and I look at Hart and I say, well, I mean, what? Ha- first of all, what happened to you guys in there? Like, all, you guys seem to be kind of like spooked right now. I haven't talked to you that whole time when I was alone. Like, what what happened in there? What 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 did you see? Who did you talk to? What did that doctor say? Well, uh, the doctor was a little off his rocker, and uh, I, I I think it was it was an interesting experience. But uh, we need to find out some more about this quote unquote truth. The doctor seemed concerned with perfection and ridding Voidforged of corruption. Although, what kind of corruption, it was hard to say. It seemed more theoretical than anything. Well, as much as I fucking hate it, I'll go in there because we're a team, okay? But don't, let's not goof around in there. Let's not take our time. Let's not, you know, light any (laughs) of the fun candles on the side. We're in and then we're out, okay? And if it's all the same to you, Hart, I think it's best we all stick together the remainder of the time we're stuck on this planet. Affirmative. I would like that. All right. You enter the, um, temple. Um, Uh, do Brush and, and Shale come with us? Um, yeah, Brush is pretty much going to follow you wherever you go, Hart, for, for some time at least. <laughs> um, so yeah, Brush will definitely come, and uh, if she'll, I guess your bike doesn't really need to, to be guarded, because it probably will disappear very soon. Oh, it's, what, eight hours? It's eight hours, yeah. The spell, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody can now. really drive your bike other than you. No, but Tanya can stand around and look like he is... A motorcycle driver, if he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Tanya is like like sitting in the seat, making motorcycle noises, holding on to the um, steering <laughs> things that are on motorcycles. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Handlebars. Handlebars. Yeah. Handlebars. Shale will come in with y'all. Yeah. Um, you go through these big golden doors into this uh, pretty dimly lit uh, inner sort of sanctum. And it's sort of this uh, uh, circular room. And there are statues uh, all around that circle. So like the uh, inner circle is pretty much empty. Uh, there's like a mosaic sort of uh, patterns on the floor. Uh, but there are all these giant statues coming out of the walls all around you. And they all depict the uh, different uh, zodiac signs, uh, each of the houses, um, so they call them. You see a giant ram, a giant lion. You see... Um, what looks like like a wave of water that turns into a bird. Uh, you see uh, two, uh, two, two like humanoid shapes holding hands. Um, and as you walk in, the door sort of closes behind you, and you see little specks of light appearing all around you. And soon the whole room is sort of filled with these tiny specks of light. And as you look around, you realize that this is sort of a 3D map of the galaxy. You see, like, clusters of light that indicate different systems, and you can see the distance between them. Um, It's pretty breathtaking to take in all at once. Uh, What do you do? Can Um, I try to locate Limbo? Sure, yeah. Um, It's, uh, you, well, why don't you roll a, I think this would be history. Okay. Five. Okay. Um, you like start looking at the edges of the room because you know um, um, the far system is very far away. Uh, and you find a spot that you're pretty sure is the far system, but you're not really basing that on uh, too much other than it just seems to be the farthest clusters of stars away from things. Yeah, that's all right. Place sucks anyway. Sour grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Hart, like, like before they realize that they are, like, approximations of stars, I think, like, reaches out and, like, tries to, like, touch one. Yeah, just um, sort of go through your hand. Yeah, it's a hologram. Uh, and it's just, like, I think a little uh, startled by how large the galaxy is, really. Yeah, Hart, and uh, you'll hear a voice coming from behind you. It is a lot to take in, is it not? Hmm? Uh, 
and I'll turn and see if I can see who spoke to me. Yeah, you see a humanoid completely wrapped in robes. Uh, they have a golden mask that appears to be sort of like a a, a smiling woman with like this long braided hair with uh, flowers coming out of it. Uh, they're sort of leaning up to, against uh, one of these statues and it seems like they've been like sort of watching you all. Yes, it is quite a lot. Do you work here? Indeed. I am the priestess of the House of Virgo. It is a pleasure to meet you. Apologies. And you, Voidforged. I don't know the custom for such a place. <laughs> no custom is necessary. What is it that you seek here? We're, uh, looking for a friend of ours, uh, Captain Cassiopeia. May have stopped by yesterday. Cassiopeia Toro. In fact, she did. Any chance she's still here or left a forwarding address? Unfortunately, no. As far as I know, she's head back to her ship. This whole time, Rain is standing in the back of the church, like, like basically like how my mom used to like bring me to GameStop when I was a kid and just would like wait for me to like look around at all the games and stuff and then mm-hmm. all right time to go right <laughs> okay, like go that's on. basically what I'm doing but I'm like in the back I'm like fidgeting with my like little motorcycle helmet and I'm mm. just like oh, oh <clears throat> well I guess you're not here I guess I guess it's time for us to go no did you come here simply to seek the captain or is there some other guidance you're looking for uh heart will kind of look at at Xandar and then look back at this priestess and um, and will nod and say, I was hoping for assistance, I suppose. I will do anything I can to help. I believe I may have had an encounter with something. Apologies. I'm not 100% sure what it is or was. Was this a good encounter or a bad encounter? A good encounter in the middle of a bad one. (laughs) A voice spoke to me. It did not seem to be anyone in the room at the time and was a bit disoriented, but it gave me the ability to perform an act I am not programmed to do. Interesting. Did this voice have a name? If it did, it did not give one to me. Um, It simply referred to itself as truth and data. I see. Uh, she'll kind of come up and then uh, she like goes to like, kind of take your hand. Uh, do you let her? Um, yeah, I do. I am somewhat familiar with Voidforged. You are very special among the Zodiac, the children of Zodius. So I have been told. Perhaps you encounter... Was Zodius working through you? Um, I think that there's like, like heart, like is like trying to like process this information mm. and it doesn't like fully register because, um, I think like, like faith is sort of a, is sort of like a, like a non void forged concept. Mm. The idea of like believing in something that is not tangible. Um, uh, so I think, um, I think heart uh, is is like at a sort of like at a loss for words, and is um, and I think sh- uh, I think they ask like, uh, why me? Then the reading comes to us when we are ready to receive it. The Zodiac Church gives out thousands of readings all over the galaxy, but many are not prepared to do what is truly asked of them. I only wanted to help my friend. And did you? Uh, And Hart, like, looks over their shoulder at Brush and then back at the priestess and nods. Well then, it seems you have taken a step on a journey. If I continue down this journey, will I be able to perform acts like that again? It is possible. Through the Zodiac, I am able to do many things I thought were impossible. Understood. Your Majesty, I, I got a question for you. Mm. Yes, so, Farsider. Well, when we were 
I should say this morning we met a void forged who fancied themselves a doctor performing upgrades on other void forged and I administered a serum to this void forged which sort of separated them from what they called the truth and this this void forged didn't survive this encounter. Can, can you give any insight as to what may have happened or or if they were connected to the right truth or if what I did was wrong? She's going to roll an insight check to see if she can parse any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it feels very much like a like a confessional, like, hey, so uh Thinly veiled. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. If a hey, friend killed a guy, and let me just say this was the first time. Hypothetically speaking. Uh, she comes up to you, Xandar. You destroyed this void forged? Well, I thought I was saving it. It was it was in the intention. I see. You are Githyanki, correct? That is correct. You normally don't come to the temple for guidance. Well, some weird stuff's been happening lately, and we like to kind of stick together. So when when one wants to do something, the rest of us kind of will just go along with it, even if we're not necessarily interested in that thing. I see. Friendship. Right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, we're friends. (laughs) That's very good. I don't know about this truth. There is no truth as I know it. The Zodiac is not truth. The Zodiac is more than truth. It is lies as well. It is light and it is darkness. It is earth, air, fire, and water. It is the thread that connects the void itself. There is no simple truth. Data, though. Data is more concrete. Perhaps what you encountered was... Some sort of program, an illusion that was deceiving this Void Forged. Hmm, that would make me feel better. Because their truth, sir, seemed different than the truth that Hart's spouting off about. Affirmative. Hmm. You've heard of Theseus, correct? Theseus, oof. You've heard of Theseus, <laughs> correct? Affirmative. Mm-hmm. Rain perks up from the back. She starts to like slowly kind of walk closer. I see I have your attention. I just, I couldn't really hear what you guys were talking about. Just, uh, you know, go on, go ahead. <clears throat> it is said that Thesis was created as an experiment created by artificial intelligence. A god created from nothing. The Zodiac Church does not recognize Thesis as a god, rather a prophet, that created the Void Forged as a sign of the coming, the coming of Zodea. May I ask, what is the difference between a prophet and a god? Well, if you ask the right scholar, quite a bit. But the only... True gods of the Zodiac Pantheon. Beyond that, there are many with powers, powers like you, powers like myself, that can help enact the will of the Pantheon. Yeah, but wouldn't you say that, like, giving life is a godly power? Perhaps. But then, is not anyone who is given birth a god unto themselves? See, that's what happens with these folks like this. They just talk (laughs) themselves in circles like this. This is exactly what I was talking about. This uh, person's going to look at you, Rain, and like sort of approach you. What's your sign? You mean the the sign that was forced on me when I was a little baby? That guy right there, and I point at the, the bull, the Taurus. I see. You are rising on this planet. Do you feel it? Uh, no. And I look around. I'm, I'm like sweating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you are close to the plane of Earth itself. You must feel its pull. Can you take like a step back? You're really close to me right now. Um, She kind of grabs hold of you. <laughs> You've been able to do things here that you weren't previously capable of. Yeah, but I do that 
on my own power. Uh, she kind of grips you even tighter. You've met people recently that are going to affect you in ways that will ripple throughout all of time. But you must open your mind and open your heart. Do not deceive those you trust. <sighs> and she sort of backs away. See, guys, look, this is Zodiac education. This is pretty much what it was. Look, I'm stressed. I, you know. Can I make an insight check? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. Mm. Uh, 21. I want to, uh, I want like a, I am, I am, my, my, my thought is like, I want to see how real that was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With that high of an insight, it seemed as though something sort of just struck this person. And you did sense like an uptick in a certain kind of arcane energy in the room just as it happened. Now, you don't know if this is some sort of action by a divine being or some sort of spell that's being cast, uh, but something definitely happened. Look, Rain, if you're uncomfortable, we can get out of here. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Um, you guys can, you see that she's like really affected by this. Um, and she's kind of stepping back a little bit. She says, if you guys want to, you know, keep figuring out the meaning of life, then have at it. But I think I'm going to hang out by the bike, if you don't mind. Heed what I said, Ren. I just leave. <laughs> um, I think that heart clocks that we did not give our names. You did not. Uh, but again, like, doesn't say anything. Like, it's just sort of like ob observing everything that happens and like files that away with this, like, this, like, uptick in, in arcane energy. Um, and we'll sort of like nod towards the priestess uh, and say, um, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, and then we'll like put my arm through brushes and like start to follow rain. Be careful out there. These times grow more chaotic by the day. Perhaps it is something that I missed. Some sort of sign that wasn't read properly. So much chaos. So much destruction. If this data comes to you again, Hart, follow it and see where it might lead. I will. Thank you. Farewell. And farewell to you, Farsider. Yeah, hey. sure. I'll, I'll make sure to pick up a newspaper from the newsstand every once in a while and see what y'all are saying about how I should feel. We also have an application for your sextant. Hmm. Mm. I'll check it out. Or you can tune into one of our many broadcasts. Again, I, I'll check it out. I promise. Or you could allow me to baptize you, and I can give you a direct reading right now. Nah. Are you afraid of what I might see? You start hearing some like loud, heavy bass from outside, just blasting, like shaking the the what do they call that? The stained glass windows a little bit. Uh, she starts walking towards you, Xander. You can't hide from the void, Farsider. Yeah, there's a lot of things I've come to find I can't hide from over the years, but as long as I can, I'll try to run. I suppose. Very well. Your path is your own. She also sort of puts a hand on your shoulder and kind of like tries to like usher you out. <laughs> yeah, I'll use my mage hand to pick her hand up and move it off of my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good one, your majesty. Uh, do you all leave? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you head back outside to the bike where uh, Rain is <laughs> uh, playing some very disruptive music. Yeah. You see, you've attracted the attention of a couple of the um, castle guard that are just kind of looking at you from across the street, kind of like trying to figure out like what's going on here. I'm sitting in one of the sidecars smoking a cigar and Tanyo is pretending to drive the motorcycle. That is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> With his little hands. His little hands. He's going. <laughs> Thank you for coming with me. I Apologize. If I'd known it would make you uncomfortable, I would not have asked. Look, Hart, you know, my journey with the idea of faith is different than your journey, than Xandar's, than anyone's. I'm not saying that there's, 
you know, no power out there that's responsible for all this. I don't know. But I just want you to know that it makes me uncomfortable for my personal journey. But I want you to know that I'm happy that we got some answers for you. Okay? Affirmative. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and we may not have learned much, but I think something just dawned on me while we were in there. If this thesis truly is some sort of database and they're connected to the Void Forge, you don't reckon perhaps there's some sort of cloud backup memory situation that we might be able to hack into to recover Hart's lost memories, would, would there? So I've, I've actually read about that in some of the forums, some of the hacking forums. Um, and there's a theory out there that, yes, there, there should be some like remnants of data, but you're kind of opening a Pandora's box here. You know what I mean? Like what Thesis has done was in a short period of time. There's no, you know, it, it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like a virus, right? Uh, an organic virus. You know, it might be able to learn how to protect itself from deletion. So there is the possibility of bringing back a thesis, but I don't think anyone's really delved into it because of that. Because they don't know what's going to happen after. Mm. Well, you'd know better than me. I have not thought about it, but I suppose it is possible. My memory was not necessarily deleted in the same way that Thesis was deleted. But something that is deleted is not necessarily gone forever. Right. I mean, shit, just look at the internet. You can't delete anything off the internet. You could think you did, but it's there's always going to be side files, cake, you know, like uh, different little bits of data that are spread around showing footprints. I mean, that's pretty much what I do is is tracking footprints and if you know if there was they've done a really good job of removing any footprints of thesis that would have existed but again we're talking about a lot of data so Mm. it wouldn't be out of the question but what do I know Mm. negative that feels illogical what what does well a simple theory and I do not know much about tech. But if such a god were to exist, perhaps mm, it's possible that it does have pieces of itself stored in what it created? I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. What spoke to me felt finite, as if it only had one use. Look, Hart, I'm going to be honest with you. The idea of Thesis being a god is more finite to me than any of these Zodiac things. I mean, we've seen these miracles. We've seen Thesis be, be created. We've seen the the physical data. So, you know, you might run into some people who say that Thesis is just a prophet or might try to discredit your the miracle of your life. But I just want you to know, based on my experience, the fact that you were given life, even if it is a little piece of thesis, is just as much of a miracle of any of this other shit happening. So while you're going on that journey, don't let bozos like that person discredit that, okay? Um, Hart will will reach out and like ruffle Rain's hair. <laughs> God, uh, come on. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll we'll turn to the group and say, um, shall we try to find the captain then? Yeah, back to the ship. Okay. I, uh, I put out the cigar on the bottom of my shoe and <laughs> put my helmet back on. That's nice. so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sick as hell. You ride through out of the castle district, um, out back into the courtyard district. This is where all these um, shops were, the... Uh, former Boost Mobile booth, which has now disappeared forever. Um, no! The- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, remember? You uh, released that uh, yeah, person no. from their internal contract. and Now it's a, a sunglasses booth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is a sunglasses hut <laughs> in its place. Yeah. Robo sunglass hut. <laughs> Tint your visor. <laughs> There's also been green. a protest out in front of uh, 
Harper and Sons. Still going. Um, going through. Oh, no, they're gone now. Oh, okay. um, but as you're sort of person. driving through here, you do see a lot of people are kind of like stopped looking up at something. And it looks like there's some sort of news broadcast being like shown, like projected onto one of the sides of the buildings. Um, you can stop and listen or you can continue on your way to the ship. I feel like we should stop and listen. Yeah, before listening, uh, Rain says, fucking tourists. But then, like, the broadcast actually, like, catches her attention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the broadcast comes up and you see a halfling uh, woman with a uh, very stylish updo sitting in front of a news desk. And um, Castle One News Network sort of flashes across the scene. And she says, Welcome back to Castle One News Network's continued coverage of the Grotto Explosions. As always, I am Wendy Whittlestick, coming to you live. A second explosion rocked the Grotto District this morning. Castle Guard and emergency services were dispatched immediately to the scene. As of right now, we are unaware whether this explosion is linked to the gruesome and terrifying attack that took place yesterday at the Barracks nightclub, leaving four dead and several seriously injured. Among the deceased humans bearing among the deceased were humans bearing the HAL insignia, leaving many castle citizens to wonder: Are these recent explosions accidents or Human Advocacy League terror attacks? We reached out to Elijah Harper, CEO of Harper and Sons, for comment. It has long been suggested that Harper and Sons, the entirely human-owned manufacturing company, still has ties to HAL, as Elijah's own grandfather was one of its founders. Here's what he had to say. And the uh, footage kind of cuts and you see like something that looks like a press conference with um, Elijah Harper, who you all met the first day. You were kind of walking around Castle One on standing in front of a bunch of reporters. And Elijah says, well, first of all, and I am speaking on behalf of all of H&S, my heart goes out to the victims and their families. May the Zodiac bless them as they travel onward. And I want to say... H&S has no affiliation with the Human Advocacy League, and it hasn't for the last 50 years. We do not condone the actions the League has taken in the past, and if, if they have any connection to the recent events, it is my hope they'll be held accountable, as the hard system and galactic law dictate. You know... I met a group of travelers, uh, a diverse group of travelers the other day, and I gave them directions to the grotto, to the barracks, and um, it breaks my heart to think that I may have sent them into danger. So for Rain Hallwinter and her companions, for all of Castle One and this system, you can expect the full cooperation of Harper and Sons in any impending investigation. And the newsfeed kind of cuts and it shows some like uh, footage of the wreckage in the uh, chop shop where you all just were. And it cuts also to the um, some shots of the uh, barracks where you see like people being pulled out in like stretchers and like people like sit, kind of sitting on the sidewalk looking like traumatized, wrapped in like blankets. Um... And yeah, and then the, the the feed kind of cuts and people kind of go about their day. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. Did I just get called out or did he? You did. did he, yeah. Uh, I don't think he called you out as much as he said your name on the news, which is super out of line. So Jules, just to be mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. He When he said Rain Hallwinter, he was saying like, like, when I say calling me out, like, was he saying that I was responsible for? No, he was oh, saying okay. that you were part of the group that he gave directions to the grotto. And he okay. hopes he's basically saying that he like he hopes you and your friends are safe. <sighs> he hopes the rest <laughs> of Castle One is safe. Yeah. OK. I didn't want to be outed as a criminal right there in no, no, no. the middle of the city. <laughs> <laughs> and look and listen, look and listen. Heart is all for friendship and it's like the most trusting voice <laughs> forged you'll ever meet. But Bianca? 
absolutely not. When I see a snake, I know a snake. And there's just something about that Southern charm. You don't drop someone's full name on the news unless you're trying to get them linked to something. Yeah. Did you not see how choked up he got when he like started telling that personal story? Mm -hmm. He took some pauses and some deep breaths. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he he used my full name. He did. Yeah. And he didn't say slime. <laughs> I could have got some retweets. I could have had some cred. I gotta get my rating up. As a liar and a deceiver, I must say, game recognizes game. Yeah, and as a liar and a deceiver, I'll let you roll a inside check with advantage on that broadcast, uh, Xandar. All right. Ooh, I got a inside dirty 20. Jeez, okay, cool, 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 cool. There was something that sort of flashed across his face when he said Rain Hallwinter just for a second that looked like fury. Hmm, I don't like that. I noticed it especially because I expected him to say my name after he said Rain Hallwinter. <laughs> so I was paying extra special attention to that moment. And I was trying to remember if I said my name to him or not. I don't often share my name with people I just meet, but when I do, it's always a mistake. <laughs> when I do, it's always a mistake. <laughs> hmm. um, well, that man really... didn't seem like he had your best intentions at heart. Rain. No, 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 no. And I really don't like being caught up in the middle of this with my my real name uh, being linked to anything. Um, anytime that I do anything remotely illegal, it's with my username, you know? But this is a little too close to home. I mean, my, you know, my family might find out. This is... Uh, let's uh, let's find Cassiopeia. Maybe <laughs> she might be able to kind of help us out here. I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, you continue to make your way uh, back to the Star Corsair. Um, I think you'll get there without too much more trouble. You'll probably have to dismiss your car to go th- back through customs and all that to get to the flight dock, as long as you're cool with that. Mm-hmm. I did want to go shopping, but oh, um, you can go shopping. I, but I don't want to do a shopping scene. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to role play you know I mean? bartering for health potions. I don't want to do that. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, you know, I think uh, you all, uh, depending on kind of your conversation with uh, uh, Cassiopeia, might not be tearing off immediately. Okay. Um, so there might still be time to like run up to a shop and get something. Um, there's also cool. a couple of vendors, kind of like an airport inside the um, flight deck. Uh, cool. Yeah. So cool. you head down there and um, you board the Star Corsair. You're already on kind of like the flight manifest. So uh, Orion Starcrosser, uh, the ship's AI, lets you in without too much hassle. <laughs> and you find Cassiopeia in the uh, mess hall. Uh, she is kind of sitting at the kitchen table. There are a couple of like empty beers, like scattered all around. And, uh, she does not look good. She looks kind of angry. Greetings. We have returned. Uh, didn't I, I thought I, I thought I texted you. Did I text you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We texted you back. You, you forgot to reply. I don't know. You seem busy. Uh, yeah, they cut my funding, so... Oh, um, not good. Did, yeah, what did, it, they, what it, did they do that before or after we filled this ship up with gas? Uh, they gave me, oh, that's a long story. Okay, so basically here's what happened. They're not impressed with the progress I've made so far in finding the space dragon. And I, you know, I had, um, I had Maiden with me and he helped argue my case. And they're kind of going to give me one more shot, but I got to do something for them in order for them to keep helping me. You know, did I just waste my whole life flying around space looking for a dragon? You can be honest. You know me just as well as uh, most other people. I don't have a lot of friends. You have friends now. Mm, thank you. And, and we oh. don't know too much about what your journey was beforehand, but you sure as hell got damn close to that dragon. I'm not sure how many people. I got so fucking close. I'm not sure how many people can say the same thing. And since you rescued us, 
You do have a few leads on someone who might know something about the Void Dragon. Not that that we would be able to track down Artemis necessarily, but she seemed to at least have the foresight to rescue the pod before the Void Dragon appeared. That's a lead. Okay, look. I can't really risk taking on crew with your cargo still aboard my ship. So if you help me clear up this matter with the church, then I can get you to where you need to drop her off. That sounds fair. Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. Now, you did agree to do that without knowing what the mission was, which is exactly why I like you three. (laughs) (laughs) Affirmative. There is not much that I know. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need an explanation from a friend to say we're in. All right. Well, I hope y'all know how to swim. I'm going to program course for the Fae system. Um, If you have anything else you need to clear up here, now's the time to do it. I noticed that there is another Void Forged and a gentleman that seems to be mostly made out of rock standing over there in the hallway. Are they with you or? Oh, Affirmative. They are also our friends. Yeah, yeah, they're friends. Uh, Shell comes up. Look, Festus's guys are still out there. Maybe I could join up? Hart will look at Xandar because this feels like a thing that he should answer. <laughs> yeah, Rain looks at Xandar too. Hmm? Well, it certainly seems like the best thing for all of us would be to have a little bit more beef on our crew. Am I the beef? Well... So to speak, <clears throat> I say we bring them along, but, and then I turn to Shell and I say, we should, we should have a conversation. I am ready to talk whenever you are. Let's, let's figure it out after we take off. Very well. Thank you. I never thought I would leave the castle and now I get to see Faye's system. I'm going to go get some rocks to eat just so I have something for the voyage, so... Don't take off without me. Xander, thank you. Uh, Shale heads off to go find some rocks. Uh, Brush uh, sort of like looks around and actually, no, it seems like Brush has sort of started like painting, like where there have been like, like kind of like there's some broken parts, like like some chips in, in the paint of the ship. It seems like Brush is just like kind of covering them with their airbrush, not really paying too much attention to any of this conversation. Um, Hart will Hart will wheel over uh, and say, I cannot guarantee that it will be any safer for you on the ship than it would be here. But if you come with us, I promised I would protect you. And I will keep my promise. If I come, do I get to paint what I want? Affirmative. Mm. And then Hart will turn and look at Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia opens another beer. She's... <laughs> Affirmative. We will take that as a yes. Very well. I've always wanted to paint what I want. And now you may. Ah, uh, he continues to paint the wall. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good choice. Good start. I like it. <laughs> um, Looks great. Uh, all right. Does anyone do anything else before takeoff? Do you maybe want to check in on your precious cargo? Yeah, we do know that yeah. the elf woman's still on the ship. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to give her her shirt. Oh, yeah, we got to give her her shirt. (laughs) All right. You go to Hestia Moonbreaker's quarters. You see uh, she has been busy. It seems like she has built herself a little machine shop in the time that you've been gone. You see, like, panels of the ship have been taken out, and you see wires are going to different things. Uh, She's completely, like, deconstructed her cryopod and built it into a computer. And she seems to be, like, back there working. You see, um, Orion Starcross is also in the room with her. It looks like they were in the middle of, like, talking when you all come in. Welcome back, Voidfarers. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Gobi. Hey, could you give us a minute? Gobi. I'm not a Gobi. I'm Orion Starcross. But good looking out. And he blinks out of uh, existence. Wow, you've uh, you've really made yourself at home here. These accommodations leave much to be desired, but I shall persevere. Yeah, 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 I get that. But look, you told me to get you something uh, to wear and check it out. And I pull up, didn't it? It said, um, 
I came to Castle One. Castle. And all I, I came got. to Castle One, and all I got was a stupid T-shirt. <laughs> Yes. But the brushwork is impeccable. But it's the brushwork. Yeah. It cannot extra, be understated. Extra large. <laughs> I assume uh? this is your idea of a joke. Eh? <laughs> Affirmative. <laughs> Very well. If you would like to behave like a child, then I will accept your gift. Yay! <laughs> awesome! <laughs> Uh, she takes the uh, shirt and she like throws it in the corner of the room and she sits back down. Cool, cool. Yeah, save it for later. Save it for later. Okay, <laughs> it's cool. A sleep shirt for Trooper cool. Trooper. It's <laughs> definitely a sleep shirt. Um. All right. Well, you uh, you uh, keep doing your thing in here. I assume we're headed to my lab. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, ma'am, about the shirt. Uh, but yes, we are headed to your lab. Uh, we're just gonna make one quick stop first. Uh, and then we will we will get you right to where you need to go. I find this delay most unacceptable. Unfortunately, it is unavoidable. Unless you are able to fully fund Captain Cassiopeia's trip, we will need to make a stop beforehand. If I had access to my bank accounts, I could buy this so-called captain a new ship. But to have access to my accounts, I need access to my lab. All right, well, I'm not sure how long you were frozen in that pod for, but I think you can wait a little bit longer. If necessary, we may be able to reconstruct the pod and place you back inside, if you would like. I will contact you if I have need of you. For now, you may go. Affirmative. Yes, ma'am. All right, see you later. As we walk away, it's like, (laughs) oh my God. Get wrecked. <laughs> You're all fucking monsters. Imagine that we all like, like, like we give like little bows and like, like, heart, like wheelies outward, like backwards way, like out the room and the door shuts and it's just like, what the fuck was that? Oh my God. <laughs> just like snickering. Oh and then what did you like the shirt? You're going to feel, um, Number one, you're going to feel your sextant sort of like you get a you get a message, and you're also going to feel um, as you as you go to like check your messages, you feel like another device in there, and you realize that you picked up that communicator off of Doctor Patch as well. Oh, this was me. I felt that. Oh, uh, this is Rain. Did I say okay, Xandar? I meant Rain. Oh. Oh no! Right? No, I think Xandar is the one that got the communicator, though. I'm full of shit, Xandar. Okay. You remember that you have this communicator. Rain, you receive a message. Okay. And they both beeped at the same time? Uh, no. Uh, oh, okay. They would have had I remembered who had what. <laughs> no, this is no longer. This no longer matters. Okay, rewind, <laughs> rewind. Okay, so I, I check my visor. I bloop. What's the message? A uh, message from K-Trax. Okay, uh, read message. Hey, Rain. Heard you got into a little bit of trouble on Castle One. Tough break. I guess that means you're not gonna make the Hack Olympics. (laughs) I guess with your rating falling so low, you probably didn't get a sponsor. That's a shame. It's gonna be a really good prize this year. Anyway, I'm going to go train. (laughs) Have fun uh, looking at rocks with dwarves or whatever it is that you're into now. K-Trax out. Uh, Reply to message. (laughs) Eat a dick. Send message. Got him. <laughs> no punctuation on that burn. No, all lowercase. <laughs> and I think that's where we'll end our episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you all go to level four. Um, your next stop is going to be a Faye system for awesome. the next uh, part of your journey. Hell Sick. yeah. Tight. Excellent job. Um, <laughs> Carl, I'm in the back. Your clipper. <laughs> oh, yeah, my shit is stolen. <laughs> uh, Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> um, who do we have to thank for telling us to eat a dick? 
Um, uh, That's the wrong one for you. You do <laughs> the other let's one. Take it, let's take it from the car alarm. Let's take it again. Let's take it again. Bianca. <laughs> do it. So sweet. Where can people tell us to eat a dick? <laughs> uh, if people want to cyber bully us, uh, they can find us on the internet. Um, you can check us out on Instagram and Reddit at the pod has been cast. Or you can tweet at us at the PHB cast. Carlos, Mm -hmm. who should we thank for telling us to eat a dick? We have three people to thank for telling us to eat a dick. The first is Nico Fernandez, who did our headshots. These pictures are so clean. They're so fucking clean. Visit at Fernandez photo. That's F-O-T-O, like photo, photo. Um, on Instagram at Fernandez photo, uh, to check out more of his photos. And then, uh, we have two, uh, fans who have been doing a sort of dueling of drawings for us. They both are really, really, really good at drawing and they've been doing some really awesome, uh, fan art for us. The first person I want to shout out is Jerrica Hookie. Uh, she's on Instagram at JJ Costumes. She has done so far as the at the time of this recording recording, she's done Rain and Xandar. And they are so crisp. And so then cool. um uh the other fan who's done fan art is a friend by the name of Thomas H. Boeing. Uh they've done a picture of the three of us and of the void dragon. So Jerrica, you gotta catch up. Um, they also are very talented, really cool cartoony style. Uh, you can visit them at Thomas H Boeing, uh, on Instagram and they also have a website. So you can check out more of their work at Thomas H Boeing.com. Fabulous art. It's really fucking encouraging to see. It is really cool. (laughs) Keeping me going. So making our dreams come true. Now, listen, when I want to eat a dick. <laughs> I, I, I open a trench coat and the inside is lined with dicks. <laughs> There's only Any one place I can like. go. <laughs> There's only one place to go. What you What you selling? Okay. Salt and vinegar. Okay. Oh, look, look, look. <laughs> when I want to eat a dick, there's only one place I can go, and that's Robert's Corner. Thank you. Thank you for getting it out clean. All right. Please. Uh, I had an idea, and I wanted to share it live so that uh, when I share it, y'all kind of like have to do it now. This is sort of like the fans will pressure you into it. Ooh. But uh, I, I subscribe to Hot Ones, like Hot Sauce Club. Mm-hmm. And they send mm-hmm. new hot sauces from the show. Are you familiar with the YouTube show Hot Ones? It's like an interview yeah. thing where they eat uh, hot wings and they get spicier and spicier. <laughs> it's my dream. It's amazing. I love it. It's one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels. But uh, so I, I subscribed. I've been subscribing for a long time and hot sauce is just like piling up in my fridge like crazy. I swear <laughs> I have like 20 plus bottles of hot sauce from the show Hot Ones at this point. Oh my God. So I, I will say this, this, what we're recording right now is episode 12. 13. 13. 13. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Uh, so in the, in the lead up of this episode, I think that we should do some sort of promotion where uh, we'll determine a certain number of followers that we need to hit. And once mm-hmm. we hit that number of followers, we will do a Hot Ones style interview with yes. the cast as bonus content for the fans. Who you mean by we? Wait, we, okay. Hold on. Wait. Are these followers going to pay for my doctor bill okay. when my fucking butthole catches fire? <laughs> no. Okay. No, that's, right. the, that's the entertainment factor. That's okay. Let's, that's let's what they're subscribing it, for. Let's take it a step further. If, no. Oh, my goodness. If, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is actually going to be awesome. If we can get to 100 subscribers, either on okay. Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, like together, everything all together, right? Mm. We do a Hot Ones one-off with, or like a like a special with our characters. We play and I just DM it. I don't have to eat anything. You you all eat it. No, you have to eat it if we if we like win or something. (laughs) Yeah. Every time we beat a villain, you have to. You have to eat a hot spicy wing. I think we all should have to do it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's got to be a team Come effort. On, we'll we'll field fan-submitted questions, yes. and we'll use the fan-submitted questions in the interview, and we'll ask all oh, of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I love I like that. that. I think yeah. that's such a good idea. So that's, that's that's Robert's corner this week. I promise that when this episode comes out, we will have set a benchmark for bonus content. Mm-hmm. The pod has been cast. The hot ones crossover episode. I'm so upset. Hots have been cast. Oh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. <laughs>